Okay, six months. Six months. We've been at it for six months. Scott Bourne and I have been talking iPhone photography. Where is the time gone, Scott? Well, they said it wouldn't last, but it did at least six months. And uh, I remember driving down the road with you at Boscadilla Apache and you saying, an iPhone podcast, what will we say? Well, what we talk about every week. And I gave you five or six weeks worth right then and there. And we've been at it now for for half a year and with a little bit of luck and uh, some medical attention on my part, we'll make it another half a year. All right. I, I'm confident that this is show number 26, I believe. Yes, 26. Being exactly half of 52, being exactly half the year. Okay, so we have our six-month anniversary. We're going to give some tips for things to do with your iPhone camera for Father's Day, whether you're a father or you're, you have a father or you know of somebody who's a father or you're in a family. I think these tips will all relate, and, you know, they'll relate to moms too. And Scott and I are going to have our picks of the week. And, and Scott, is it going to be expensive one this time? Well, I don't really know the answer to that question. That's what we're going to get into when I give you the pick, because I'm waiting for an answer from Italy. Okay. Well, the one thing that listeners have learned is that Scott has expensive tastes, and do, he and he know, doesn't and he doesn't mind spending it, which is great. Here's the thing: I've never seen a hearse pull in a U-Haul. You can't take it with you, they say. That that's right, right. And I mean, relatively speaking. My splurges on iPhoneography, Jeff, they're not that, I mean, you know, they're not that bad a deal because I buy cinema gear where, you know, well, for instance, I had to do a, sh a shoot with Panavision lenses. You're not even allowed to buy those. You must rent them and they cost tens of thousands of dollars just to borrow them. So in this world, I haven't ever given an expensive uh, pick. A real expensive pick. I, yeah, what, what do you think? Your most expensive pick was probably one hundred and fifty to two hundred dollars. Yeah, you know, it's it's there's I do maybe three hundred. There, there's a, there are things I use from my cinematography job for the iPhone. I don't have to, but why not? I've got them. But along the way. I have found some very affordable things, and we've we've talked about. I've talked about a few affordable things: lights under a hundred dollars, uh, you know, grips under a hundred dollars. Over the last six months, I've given several affordable tips. I picked a few apps, even that were free with minimal in in app purchases. So it's not all expensive. But just so you know, years ago when I was on Twit with Alex Lindsay, every single thing he picked was six hundred dollars. So we eventually got to the point where we say, how many Alex's is that? And uh, that was code for how many times 600 is that? Because Alex is is used to work for George Lucas on Star Wars. So his picks are crazy. Well, Scott, I would ask you what you've purchased in the last six-month period, but that's a tough one. How about just the last few weeks? What's the last thing you bought? The very last <laughs> That's a great question. I'm caught. The last thing I bought was a Stormtrooper 1-6 figurine that I'm going to put into my diorama set. I have become obsessed with using my iPhone to photograph dioramas, and I build these little scenes with characters. I, I buy the sets from a company called Extreme Sets, and they look really good. You wouldn't, you know, it looks like they're a Hollywood mat level set. 
and then you put a one six figure in there and you light it cool. And that's when I did the, we talked about last week, I did the shot with Hannibal Lecter with the, the teleportation shot. I've just been going crazy. So I just came from GameStop and came with, I bought a bunch of one six action figures. So that's what I'm guilty of today. Okay. My last iPhone photography purchase was yet another Insta360 uh, tripod selfie stick uh, combination because I can never have enough of them. I, I, I either lose them or I find another phone I want to put them on. So I've got about three or four of them, and I'm going to be out on a photo expedition in two weeks, so I need need all the help I can get. And then I just splurged a 1000 Scott Bourne dollars, a 1000 Scott Bourne dollars on a new drone, which unfortunately you cannot attach an iPhone to, but I'm going to be doing travel photography. So I need my drone. I got the DJI Mavic Air. Air 2S with a one-inch sensor, which uh, uh, yeah, supposedly should is, be spectacular. Yeah, and my I'm, I'm replacing my Air 2, which has just started hesitating in the sky. You know, it'd go a little bit, and then it would jerk, and then it would go a little bit and jerk, and I don't know about getting fixed, so I, I, I went the easy way, and I just bought a new one. Well, so, I hope you have fun with that. I don't have the patience for having people scream at me about, you can't fly a drone here. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll be standing right by your side in August, and we'll fly right over your head, and hopefully you won't be too upset. You know, we forgot to mention that this episode is brought to you by our good friends at Platypod, and we also want to remind everybody to check out the iPhone photo show, the iPhone photo team website. So I'm going to defer to Scott to tell us all about both of those. Okay, well, first of things I want to mention on the Platypod. I'm using the Platypod, which is a base that you can use instead of a tripod. For those of you that don't know, just go to platypod.com. You can see what one looks like. And you can buy these cool little extension arms that you can mount little lights to or microphones or whatever you want. And I'm playing now with these little cube lights and I'm backlighting my figurines as they and I'm and I'm they're almost touching the platypod, but they're backlit. It's and I can cross two beams, it's very cool. You can do just about anything that you can think of. There's a joint system they sell now so that you can hang a light off of the side of the platypod. The, the, the unbelievable stuff that I have seen people do with platypods, you've got to go to their YouTube channel, you got to go to their website, just see how many ways people come up with to use them. And by the way, we've been giving away platypod discs like every week over at iPhone Photo Team. So if you come over there for free, you can join. And as soon as you're a member, guess what? You're automatically eligible for all of the prizes that we have. If you're not sure about any of this, send us an email to iPhonePhotoshow at gmail.com iPhone Photo Team is a community website uh, where we encourage you to share your iPhone photos and enter contests, meet other iPhone photographers like yourself. Uh, there's education, there's webinars, uh, and you get to see the latest photos from Scott and Jeff. Yeah, we have about 600 members. Now, we did not start this when we started the podcast, Jeff, so this is little less than four months old. But I call these our super fans, and we interact with them daily. It's a lot of fun, and we get to see their pictures in our circles, which, by the way, we should mention, we have prizes from Loom Cube this month. 
cool prizes that we're giving away. We're going to randomly pick somebody that we think is really good, and it won't be Mal this time, I promise. And we're going to pick a photograph that we like and give a prize to. So all you have to do to enter is put your photos up. You don't have to pay us anything. There's no credit cards involved. The, you can join for free. You can play for free. There's absolutely no reason not to come by and say, hey. All right. Now, before we talk about iPhone photography Father Day tips, any favorite memories, Scott, from the last six months? Favorite memories? Besides you yelling at me about uh, camera placement? Well, I would probably say in the last six months on the show, some of, some of my favorite moments have been when I heard you say something that I didn't know. And uh, I, I mean, I look at myself as a lifelong learner. And the best part about doing stuff like this, they say if you want to really learn something, teach it. So us talking about it, teaching about it, sharing about it has taught me so many things. And um, uh, I, I really appreciate the way that you approach it because it's extremely different than how I approach it. And that's really cool to me. I, I think the juxtaposition of our two styles offers a real serious argument for why the iPhone is such a great tool. Two people who come at it from diametrically opposed points of view, using different kinds of gear, have different experience, photograph different subjects, can still get together. So I, that's my favorite. What about you? Meeting all these great photographers from New Zealand to England to Canada, uh, as some of the people we've interviewed, uh, it's, you know, I left USA Today in January 2021. I had a long career interviewing people, and then I left and did other things. And it's great to still have the interview chops and to be able to talk to, you know, I just love meeting people and talking to them about the things that they do. So I uh, love doing the interviews and, of course, love talking with Scott. I've learned a lot from him as well. And uh, learning about apps from, uh, you know, some of the folks on the iPhone photo team, which is an out growth of this podcast that I didn't know about and they're doing amazing work. So it's, you know, every day is a new learning experience, right? Yeah, that's, I, again, I have learned from our listeners and they have learned from us. And that is really the definition of community. A lot of people use that as a marketing term, but in our case, there's a lot of give and take. Uh, yesterday, just for fun, I ran a survey to see if anybody remembered what the last iPhone was with a headphone jack. And huh. like 50 people got involved. It was really a lot of fun. The answer, by the way, if you're not sure, is the SE. Okay. Uh, but yeah. And, and then the, of the numbered variety, it would have been the eight. Yeah. Right? There you go. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about Father's Day tips. Let's talk about learning from the best. So the first thing you want to do on Father's Day, if you can pull it off, is get a really great portrait of dad or have your son take a great portrait of you or or your wife or whatever, you know, a really nice portrait. And the guy to, to, who knows all, who has some great ideas for you is Scott. What do you, what do you got for him? Well, with portraiture, Jeff, the main thing is we want soft light, and it's counterintuitive, but we want the biggest light source we can find as close as possible to the subject. Now, you're thinking, well, won't that be harsh? Nope, it's just the opposite. It's nice and soft and flattering. So if you don't have professional lights, put Dad near a picture window 
and that will give you a great big source of light. Or if you do have a flash or, or strobes or hot lights, bounce them off a wall or use a softbox. Light is the most important thing, Jeff. And then focusing on the eyeball. And in fact, just one eyeball will work. It has to be the eyeball closest to the camera. But make sure you tap to focus if you're using the iPhone native app. Tap your finger on the eye and make sure that you're sharp there. And then if you want, the portrait mode on the iPhone is a lot of fun to play with. But even if you don't use the portrait mode, when we get to the end of the show, my pick of the week is an app that will put you back in that place only in post-processing. So those are my main tips. Uh, oh, oh, real quick, have if, if it's a man, you're photographing a man, Give him a football, a baseball, uh, a, a, mu a mug. Give him something to hold on to because men, when they're being photographed, do not know what to do with their hands. I know this over years and years back when I was a wedding and portrait photographer. The women always knew what to do with their hands. The men were always like, what do I do with these? So get, hand them something, and that will take their mind off of it. Uh, my tip is... Uh Try to be in a clutter-free environment. Don't go in the kitchen and have the light fixture coming out of dad's ears. Uh, you know, uh, if you can find a blank wall, go for it. I can always find a blank wall. It doesn't matter where we are. Uh, I've taken headshots of people in front of a bathroom wall. And, you know, as long as you crop, you don't know you're in the bathroom. Yeah, there you go. Um, my, my, my next tip uh, is interview dad or have, uh, have your kid interview you. Using the iPhone, uh, you'll need a few accessories. You need a, a, a tripod, and you need a smartphone tripod adapter. I want you to use a mic, but I'm gonna assume you don't have one, so if you don't have one, Go into a quiet room, close the door, uh, because the mic on the iPhone is recording everything. The bus outside the window, the uh, clattering of the dishes, everything. But if you can get in a quiet room and isolate away from uh, the, the festivities, you'll have a much better shot. You can't handhold for an interview longer than about 60 seconds. So... And now, next, if you have a tabletop tripod, which a lot of people have, you need to be eye level with your subject. So it's going to be really rough with a tabletop tripod, which will basically go to the bottom of his neck. You throw this tripod on top of a whole bunch of books until you're at eye level. Yeah, or get the kids' table seats and bring them up to the table. And then when dad sits in the kid table seat, he'll be right at the perfect level. Start taking pictures with your phone of every photo that's on the wall. You don't have to worry about um, taking them out of the glass, though that would be nice if you have the time. I'm just saying get it done so at least you have a digital copy. What about reflections? Turn off all the lights. Move in multiple directions until you get it right. How about you, Scott? What do you have to add to that? Well, there is a tool you can use. Uh, Moondog Labs is a company that makes a filter adapter that will adapt good old-fashioned circular polarizers to just about any iPhone. And you can cut that glare down by using a circular polarizer. So that is another uh, way to look at it. But sometimes it's just changing the angle. But I really do believe in taking pictures of pictures. In fact, in the old, old, old days, before computers, before Wi-Fi, before iPhone, yes, I know our audience is shocked to know there was a time before then, but we actually took serious photographs 
of photographs to make negative backups. So I like that idea a lot. If you start, you know, sort of memorializing, particularly the family photos on your wall, I think that's an excellent thing to do. Okay. Uh, We talked about portraits of dad. How about let's do portraits of the family because the family could all be together on Father's Day. This is a really good opportunity for a great family portrait. Uh, Again, no clutter, please. And uh, Scott, do you want to talk about how to organize the folks? I have some really good ideas here, but it requires one or two things that you may or may not have. If there's somebody visiting that's not part of the immediate family that you want to be able to take the photo, then my favorite way to do this, you know how we always see these photos, Jeff, everybody's lined up. You know, maybe they put the tallest person in the middle and then they go down and the shorter people sit in front and it's sort of like a bleacher arrangement. I got a way better idea. If you can get everybody in a circle, put dad in the middle and then have somebody get up on the ladder and shoot straight down, that right there is a cool photo. I've done that for a lot of executives for their quarterly reports. That's a really great way to do it. Uh, you can use, now I happen to have these tools, uh, you know, light stands, etc., to mount the iPhone up there and take the picture with a timer using something like a remote Bluetooth device or your Apple Watch. But if you have someone else around that can take the picture, do the circle thing, put dad in the middle and everyone's looking up. And you know what happens then, Jeff? All the double chins go away. All the shadows go away. It's a much more flattering way to do it. Yeah, looking down at someone as opposed to looking up. <laughs> yeah, looking up is always better because you lose the double chin. Looking down is always better. Not, no, what I'm saying is that if their faces are looking up at the camera, then they then they you won't see their double chin. Right. If they if you if you're standing below them and shooting up on them, and they're heavy <laughs> or large. Trust me, we will see the double chin and everything else. So this is why I like to get high. Now, are we talking a, a painter ladder or are we talking a step ladder? Just a painter ladder. Just a normal painter ladder with six rungs and you only go to five and you have somebody holding it. Or, you know, you have maybe you have in your home a porch that's higher than the yard. So everyone stands in the yard and you stand up in the porch. Uh, by the way, I take no responsibility for anybody actually doing this and getting hurt, so do it at your own risk. Okay. And uh, I think you're probably going to want to shoot on the ultra-wide lens because uh, it's going to be – if you have a large large group, it's going to be hard to fit them in the regular lens. But uh, who knows, right? I would try them all. Yeah, I don't know. It just really depends on the size of your family, Jeff. It also depends on how far away you are. I think the everybody knows the best camera – lens on the iPhone is the regular wide lens. That's the sharpest, the fastest, and that's the one I would prefer people to use. But if you have to go ultra wide, sure enough, do it. It's better than not. And and now here's the other thing I want to mention about Father's Day. Usually a lot of the, the dads are the ones taking the picture, Jeff, so they're not in the picture. So learn to use the timer. We talked, we've talked a lot about the timer. We have tips on how to use the timer over at iPhone Photo Team and our tips and uh, instructions are, uh, topic. Use the timer and run around and get in the photo. Make sure you're in the photo. Don't just take all the photos. Right. The selfie timer 
It's uh, it gives you a too, choice yeah. of three seconds or ten seconds, whether it be a selfie or not. But that you're 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 given three or ten seconds. Ten seconds is a good amount of time to to go set it up and then run over and get in the shot. Yeah, no no problem with that. Now speaking of fun photos of dad, how about a super wide pano with dad in the middle? That could be fun. And then you could do Rich uh, Rich Harrington's walking pano trick. Remind everybody about how that works. Yeah, you just if you use the iPhone's panoramic photography mode, if you've ever tried that, those of you listening, you have to follow this little line. You you move the phone on this little line. I have trouble staying on the line, but in any event, you you kind of twist your body around. Rich Harrington, one of our co-founders of iPhone Photo Team. And uh, the publisher who purchased PhotoFocus from me and a good friend of mine, somebody we've taught with, with a lot, he's really smart. He came up with this idea of just walking instead of trying to twist your body. And by gosh, it looks pretty good. You tried it, Jeff. What did you think? Great, unless somebody walks into your shot while you're doing it, which is what then happened to me the other feet. day. <laughs> I had 14 <laughs> feet in the shot. Yes. I actually thought that was a cool picture. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Uh, go to iPhonePhotoTeam.com and you can see it. Um, okay, so we talked about headshots and I told you how I, I can do a headshot anywhere. Uh, do a headshot of your kids. Have your kids take headshots of you using portrait mode. The, uh, the, last, uh, the last option is something called Highlight Key Mono and it gives you a white background that looks like it belongs on LinkedIn. And you could even do that in front of trees for crying out loud, and you'll still get a white background. So that's pretty good. Yeah, it works. It works well. Pay attention as you move towards the subject. It'll tell you if you need to move closer or further away. And I do have a tip for you if you're going to use the portrait mode. Most people don't think this applies, but it does. Lock your zoom, go to your settings in your photos app, in your camera app, and lock your zooms. Because sometimes there'll be these weird jumps between as you're moving in and out. Now, this is actually a video tip, but it, it applies. The, for some reason, the AI on the iPhone does this sometimes. It jumps cameras while you're doing the portrait mode. And it's for me, it's shocking and just, just kind of unnerves me. So lock your zoom. Okay, now here's a fu another fun one for you guys. Um, as you know, Instagram and TikTok, well, Instagram particularly, doesn't really want to show off photos anymore. They're all about video. So what do we photographers do if we want people to see our work? We have to create slideshows or little videos of the stuff that we do. And maybe we're not into video, but we're into stills or whatever. But here's a really easy, fun video that you can make on Instagram. Slow-mo. Do some slow-mo clips of the family just sort of having a good time and put them together in Instagram uh, on the Reels app. It lets you string together multiple clips and then cut them down really easily. I'd say pr probably easier than using Apple's iMovie app or any other app that I've used on the phone for doing quick video edits. Uh, we'll talk about it in the show notes. It's uh, I just did an article on it, as a matter of fact, for ARP, and I think we could link to that uh, with very easy step-by-step -step instructions. 
that would be a fun use of the family having a great time. And you could do a little 15 to 30 second video and set it to music. And I know Scott can't wait to do this, right? Well, you know, look, I'm coming around to this just because there's money involved. (laughs) I I was approached by a client that wants me to do YouTube shorts. Now, YouTube, people don't know this. YouTube has way more views than TikTok. Right. Like twice the views. And TikTok's owned by a Chinese company, and we don't know what's going to happen with that. Um, But YouTube shorts are cool, and all the tools to make them are in the YouTube app, and they're similarly easy to the Instagram app. You can do all kinds of fun things there. There's a tutorial at YouTube's creator's channel on how to do it. And, you know, I'm starting to warm to the idea because now on YouTube, the 60 seconds is the longest it can be. And um, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to play with it. I'll probably, I'll probably play with it in relationship to my diorama photography. We'll see what happens. Okay. Well, I would love to see a bird in flight short because I know you've got lots of great clips. I just do need to say that YouTube, it's video only. You cannot put in stills. Instagram and TikTok, you can use stills and video. And the best creation tools are actually in TikTok. Um, You can really go wild there. Uh, What you can't do is can't save the video. It either has to run on TikTok or that's it. So that's kind of a pain. But either way, this is where social media wants you now. So it's sort of, um, it's up to us to take them seriously and check out the tools. And the great thing is they're all free. Yeah, I mean, the 2 billion, I'll say that again, 2 billion people viewing what you're doing is kind of intoxicating. And good or bad, I mean, let's face it, the world has got a drive-through mentality. People don't want to spend more than 60 seconds doing anything. That's about the longest attention span you'll find out there. So... Maybe it's a great idea. Maybe in the future there'll be no more 30-minute or 60-minute sitcoms. Everything will be 60 seconds, and we'll watch hundreds of them a week, and that'll be the way it works. Who knows? It is a new area, and there are certain advantages to the iPhone in this case because the iPhone can do vertical video. So since we're an iPhone show, I'll just say you have the tools necessary to do this, right now if you have an iPhone. Yeah, we forgot to mention that Instagram and TikTok and YouTube Shorts all demand vertical video. My tip here, if you're gonna do this, is shoot five to six clips vertically so that they're at the top of your photo library, right? And and you don't have to go hunt for them. Just know that you're gonna go out and you're gonna make a short, a reel, whatever, and they'll just be right there. So it's kind of easy, and you get to number the order of the clips when you're creating the reel. There's also tools, social media tools available online from places like Canva and like Adobe Express, which used to be called Spark, that you can use to create this stuff. And, And there are even tools that will let you take your horizontal video and slice vertical pieces out of it for use in these other applications. I will say that on YouTube, you can actually just upload videos. You're not limited to making them in the app. I have not tried doing either of these things on TikTok or Instagram, 
but on YouTube, I've, I've experimented with it. And you can actually just go to a place where you upload videos you've already edited in something like, you know, Final Cut. Yeah. Um, on the horizontal issue, you can use horizontal clips. You get just, you just blow them up to vertical. Yeah. And, and so you do that. Um, the last tip, the last tip, uh, it, if you have a dad in 70s, 80s, 90s that's not really hip to what's going on on the iPhone, what all the features are, well, Scott and Jeff would like to recommend that maybe you spend a few minutes with dad and show him where, what all those features are, because the good news about the phone is it's better than ever, the phone camera. The bad news is there's so many features, most people don't know where, where what they are. But the good news is iPhonePhotoTeam.com. We've got a piece for you. Exactly tells you what all those features are, and uh, we'll put that in the show notes as well, will we not, Scott? Uh, if you send me the link. <laughs> <laughs> I promise. I can tell you also, if you go to Spotify or Apple Podcast or Google Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts and you look back at all of our previous episodes, we actually did an episode, Jeff, where we went through feature by feature very early on in our uh, in our efforts here. So there's a whole show dedicated to that. I believe that was the second or third episode. And I believe it's, you're right. And it's going into the show notes too, right? So Scott, let's hear the pick of the week. What do you okay. got? Okay. You know how I said very recently that I don't like to edit photos on the phone. Remember that? Yes. I've changed my mind. And the reason is I found this app called Focus, not F-O-C-U-S. It's F-O-C-O-S. And it's from a company in Italy. It's in the App Store. And it is, I mean, no question in my mind, the best use of of computational photography and AI that I have ever seen. So we talked about shooting in portrait mode, Jeff. Well, what if you didn't shoot in portrait mode? What if you didn't shoot with an iPhone? It doesn't matter if that photo you took is in your photos library because you can import photos into the photos library that came from a DSLR or a, a micro four thirds camera doesn't even have to be from an iPhone. This app will give you the same after the fact editing capabilities of portrait mode on the Apple iPhone and it does it better. It is amazing at how well it does it. And not only that, it's using AI now we're getting a little technical here to create light field like photography. You can change the focus, Jeff, after the fact. I mean, come on. Uh, just it's 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 an it, you can do 3D imaging. You can actually add light sources using very complex map, 3D imaging maps that they do for you so you don't have to know anything about it. And you can just move a little picture of a softbox around and you will see light come into the scene as if you were now lighting it and shooting it. It is ridiculously cool. It's legit cool. And uh, it also works on an iPad. And because of that, I will use it most often. Now, here is the really bad news. <laughs> At the moment, 
there's confusion about what it costs to get all these cool features. At the moment, when I tried it, it said it's $1.99 a week. That's 100 bucks a year, and I don't think anybody's going to pay 100 bucks a year to edit photos on an iPhone. 100 bucks a year for Adobe Photoshop? Yeah, but this that's ridiculous. But I looked at their developer page on the App Store, and there were several much lower prices. You could buy a one-time fee, I thought, for like 12 bucks, or you could buy it yearly. I have several queries to the company, but I have not heard back yet. I'm trying to find out what the real price is, and or, or have they just decided it's going to be a dollar ninety nine a week, and they want a really small audience? Because I, I'm I'm willing to pay that for this, but I doubt very many people are. Uh, I'm not paying two dollars a week, but I did download the app today. I, I only used it briefly. It looked like a lot of fun. Um, I look forward to trying it some more. My pick of the week is a follow-up to our episode last week when we talked about new features uh, that Apple is introducing for iOS 16. One of the most interesting features is the ability to isolate your subject and remove it. Um, remove the background, which is what Scott and I do in Photoshop all the time. If you've ever seen a YouTube thumbnail and see the person in there with a funny face in front of uh, things that th where they did not take the picture, well, people are doing it every day in Photoshop. So I haven't downloaded iOS 16 yet. It's available for developers, but 9 to 5 Mac did and just did a piece today that I read where it was so funny because yes, you can, you could isolate the background and, and isolate yourself out of the background, but you can't pull yourself out of the image and stick it into something else, which is what anybody would want to do. So let's hope that Apple is listening uh, for my big boo-hoo, hiss, hiss. Uh, let's fix this. Uh, basically, 9 to 5 Mac said you can do it, but you can't do anything with the photo. So uh, <laughs> let's hope Apple uh, comes up with a really quick fix before this thing goes to the general public. Well, Okay. That's an interesting pick, Jeff. Yeah. So six months have gone by. Uh, what's our date for the uh, one-year anniversary? December what? Uh, 26 weeks from today. Okay. And how are we going to celebrate? I think, you know, it's possible. I'm working on it. I don't want to promise. But I think we're going to have, like, the world's biggest giveaway with hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of prizes that I'm working on that for our one year anniversary show. And maybe I'm not promising yet, but maybe we'll even give away an iPhone. Hey, okay. Well, you know, we're going to, the funny thing is I can peer into the future and I could tell you with absolute 100% certainty that Scott Bourne and Jefferson Graham are going to be taking photos on an iPhone 14 pro max for me. I don't know about Scott, but I'm we will have new iPhones. I'm I'm definitely going to go Pro Max if I buy an iPhone, but I'm going to let you buy one first this okay. time. Okay. Uh, September 25th, I'll be online. I'll be camping out outside yes. the store. That's yes. that's I, not that's not for I, real. Just so you know, I still have my iPhone 11 Pro Max and the 12 Pro Max that I bought from my assistant that doesn't work for me anymore. So I still have those two phones. I use them regularly and they look great. So it's only really when I need ProRes or long battery life that I feel like I have to have the 13. So I don't know that, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. But but I will have one in my hands to at least play with. I'll, I'll say well, that. I will say that as two guys who host a show about iPhone photography and need to talk about iPhone photography every week, 
I'm going to have an iPhone 14 because I'm going to I'm going to be talking about what's new, right? I'm glad that you're going to do that. So that means I don't have to buy it the first week. I can just wait. You can tell me if it has a 48 megapixel sensor, I may be on a very long line to get mine. Okay. Well, you know, they, now now it works that you just ordered online and they send it to you, and and they don't they, the, the the days of the long lines are long gone. I know. I stood in that very first line around the Apple store on the very first day that the very first iPhone was uh, available. Well, I should be telling the truth here. I paid one of my staff members to stand in line so that I could be up there at the front. And, uh, I, yeah, those days are over. You don't have to do that. But the question is, now this this does, you know, we don't know about this yet, Jeff. You may be able to rent that. Yes, phone. yes, that's a, a new thing that Apple's coming up with, supposedly, and I'm all for it. Yeah, I am too. And I wonder though, what will be the minimal rental period be? Would it be? Would they rent somebody a phone for a month? Oh, I'm assuming you're renting it for a year. I am too. But wouldn't it be interesting? Is all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, uh, tune in uh, middle September. It's usually around the 14th or 15th when Apple has their event. And then on the 25th is usually when the phone comes out. So stay tuned. We'll tell you all about it in September, all summer long. Scott Bourne and Jefferson Graham will be here talking iPhone photography, interviewing iPhone photographers, app developers, you name it. If there's anybody that you would love to hear from, please let us know. iPhonePhotoshow.com. Look for us on the iPhone photo team. And where are you, Scott, when you're not at the iPhone photo team? Let's start that over so we can give the email address right. Oh, it's iPhonePhotoshow at gmail.com. Okay. Well, why don't you just, just give the whole wrap? Okay. Uh, we're going to be here all the way through the summer, helping you take better pictures, shoot better video with your iPhone. We're going to interview very special guests. Well, Jefferson is because he's the world's best interviewer. We're going to have all kinds of fun. We're going to have giveaways, contests. You don't want to miss that. So stick with us all summer. We do want to know what you think, though. So please send us an email. iPhonePhotoshow at gmail.com is our email address. Who do you want us to have on the show? What picks of the week are we missing? What, what, what should we try that we haven't? What tips, techniques, trends do you know that we don't and you want us to talk about or that you want to know more about and we can research for you? What is it that we can do better? Please tell us, iPhonePhotoshow at Gmail. And then, of course, head over to iPhonePhotoTeam.com where you can interact with us directly. Jeff, when you aren't doing that, where can people find you? JeffersonGram.net. At Jefferson Graham, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, my newsletter is jeffersongram.substack.com. Please look for me on YouTube, youtube.com slash TV, where I have my travel photo series. And I'm just about to head out on the road soon next week for a new round of episodes in the San Francisco area. And how about you, Scott? I'm on Twitter, at Scott Bourne, Facebook, at Scott Bourne, and, of course, scottbourne.com, also over at iPhone Photo Team. But in about a month... I'm going to have a new website called figphotos.com, and I'll explain about that a little bit later. In the meantime, thanks for tuning in. Remember, we're here every, every Friday. Tell your friends, and uh, go have fun with your iPhone. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye.